Welcome to Holy Made Life, where I believe that you are not created to do just one thing in your life well. You are not just your job, your title, or your salary. You're not just a mom or a wife or a sister. You are fearfully and wonderfully made to lead in all areas of your whole life. Your life is like a pie that's made up of different pieces that create a complete circle. And girl, you deserve to enjoy the whole pie. Hi, I'm Angie Tanetti Rogers, and mama, I know you are really good at what you do in your profession or business. But if you're ready to stop ignoring different pieces of your pie and reclaim your whole life, then you are in the right place. Girl, let's tap into the whole life God has for you and experience that God-sized fulfilled life. Together, we're going to walk through some boundaries, leadership, mindset, and restoration in different areas of your life that may need to change. It's going to be some tough work up in here, girl, but we're going to walk this thing out together, uncovering some bold, courageous actions that we can take to experience not just a good life, but your whole life. Are you ready to live your whole life wholly made? Let's do it. Welcome back to this episode of Holy Made Life. Well, I wanted to jump on here. I had another episode planned out, but I ended up having two funerals that I needed to attend this week. And it really kind of hit me again um, back in um, September. I dropped off my oldest to college, and so I was feeling some loss with my first kid going to college. And then when I came home, uh, my nephew had been killed and he was 29 and it was devastating and is devastating and has been continuing to be devastating to our family. I just can't imagine how um, his mom is making it through every day. And she is, you know, blessed and favored and she seems to be handling it like, a champ, you know, just with so much grace, but I just pray for her every single day because, uh, as well as the other family members, my husband and, um, uh, my nephew's other aunts and uncles and great aunts and, and uncles and cousins and sister and brother. I mean, it's just, uh, been a really, a really tough loss. Um, so this week, uh, one of my friends that I've been friends with for uh, about 11 years, her husband passed away and I was sitting in the funeral today and um, it was a beautiful service. They started playing heaven, heaven knocking on the door, um, you know, heaven knock, knock, knocking on the door. Oh gosh, you guys, who sings that? Is it Guns and Roses? I don't even know who it is, but it, there was this beautiful picture of Jesus that it, the portrait was painted in such a way that Jesus looked like he was looking at the casket where he was being presented to the family and friends. And I just could see her husband and Jesus kind of playing air guitar together. It was kind of a beautiful moment and it just was it was just really a beautiful service and you know I'm, I just my heart's broken for her and the family uh, the son and the daughter talked uh, openly and they they gave 
part of the speech during the service. And they both did such a beautiful job of just showing how much love and what a legacy he left in this world by loving others, uh, not judging others, and by serving others. And again, there was another part where they played uh, Free Bird, which that is such a good song, and also um, a Native American type of song. And during that, I could see it looked, you know, to me, I could just, and I was just visualizing this, I could see uh, her husband and Jesus walking together arm, you know, I could see their backs kind of walking towards the sunset or the sun and their arms around each other across their backs. And it was just really a beautiful service. But as the, his son and his daughter talked about their dad, um, you know, they talked about the legacy they left that he has left and what they've learned from him. And I started to think, you know, what would people say if that was me? Um, what would my kids have to say about me and uh, the legacy I'm leaving them and the things that I've taught them growing up? And I think as a mother and a wife, uh, you know, I thought about what would my husband say about the kind of wife that I was to him? if that were me. Um, you know, I thought about um, my friend whose uh, husband it was that passed away and, you know, what a legacy she has left in her life. And she is leaving as she continues to be here with us in her life. Just, you know, I know for a fact, and we've been friends through work. Uh, we've, you know, we're not the kind of friends that hang out or go out to eat or go on picnics or go camping together or anything like that. But I know a hundred percent she is just this type of person that if I called her up out of the blue, if, even if we hadn't talked in several years and I asked her for something or needed something, she would be there. She would do it. She would give you the shirt off, off her back. And I know it's kind of a cliche thing to say, but she would do it. And that's the kind of person she is. And she's one of the most knowledgeable people I know in the field of behavioral health, nursing, mental health. And you guys, my dog's barking in the background. Of course, there must be a rabbit or squirrel, but, um, he, or she is leaving such a legacy as she, you know, walks with us still. Um, and so I just, you know, thought, what is it that I'm doing? And it made me think about myself as a mother, as a parent. Uh, it made me think about my own dad. And, you know, there were periods of time where we weren't having a lot of conversations with each other. But um, now, you know, we, we talk regularly and um, things are great. And I, I really feel like time has been redeemed. Um, you know how they say that time can be redeemed in the 11th hour. Well, that's how I feel with my relationship with him. And I remember one time that there was a friend who had come across my dad in um, an office that where he was working. And they saw pictures of me and my boys that I had at the time. Uh, my third one wasn't born yet, but they, he had pictures of us on his desk. And we hadn't spoken in a while. So I know that it was just a season where, you know, we just weren't having a lot of conversations. And uh, although I regret that, 
I am so thankful that God redeems time and he can bring things back tenfold and he can make things like new uh, in the 11th hour. He can catch things up for us quickly and we can pick up where and not even feel like we've lost that time. Um, so anyway, I was thinking about, man, you know, I have not lost a parent. Thank God. I don't feel ready for that. But I think about my parents. I think about the legacy that they have left in us in all that they've done here. You know, I think about my grandparents that I have lost and my one who is still living. And there's just some great stories and some great things that they have done. And, you know, when you lose people or when you're close to people that lose someone so close to them, it just causes more reflection. And I think in my season right now, especially in the past, since um, probably in the past year, I have really started to ask myself questions about what values I'm placing and where. And that's part of how I ended up resigning my position because family was, it was really becoming clear to me that I needed to do something different so that I could focus more on being the mother and being the wife that I was and am intended to be. I could balance those responsibilities uh, because after all, it is my job to raise a good seed. It is my job to be a good wife. And that's just as important as it is to lead a team in the corporate setting or serve at church. And in fact, it's more important. You know, it should be God, my husband, and then my children, and then everything else. And so anyway, today, as I was reflecting, I was just really touched by the things that were said about this great man that is, I know, dancing and playing air guitar with God um, right now. It was just very refreshing to hear. And something that the son said is that You know, we want to make things about black hats or white hats. We want to make things good or evil. And he said that life's more complicated than that. We all have our places and our time where we didn't fulfill what it was that we were supposed to be fulfilling and other times where we shined and we made a huge impact on someone in such a positive way. And life is not black and white. Life is so gray. There's so many opportunities every single day. And it's important that we remember that life is short and that what we do every day does matter and what we say every day matters. The commitments that we fulfill or don't fulfill matter on a daily basis. Um, it just matters. It matters to God. It matters to our husbands. It matters to our kids. It matters to our friends and our family and our coworkers. It matters to our sisters. It matters to our church. It matters to our community. It just matters. And I think sometimes we get caught up in the hustle and bustle of the everyday life. And we don't always remember 
what it is we should be focusing on every day. We let the things that are happening around us, the circumstances that are happening around us, um, we let that get to us and we let it kind of kick us off our horse. And then we get stuck down there on the ground and sometimes forget that we were supposed to be riding the horse. Uh, And that's just an example, but it's not about our titles or what we look like. It's, it's about how hard we're loving people, how hard we are working at making sure people know that they matter, how many times a day we are paying something forward just because we want to show somebody some love, not judging, just loving. And it doesn't mean we're not going to have differences. It doesn't mean that we're not going to um, sometimes disagree, but we can still love people through disagreements. We can love people through our differences. And in fact, that's what makes each of us better. We weren't meant to be the same. We were uniquely made individually so that we each could provide the balance that we need in this world. And without you, I can't grow. And without me, you can't grow. It's required to grow that we are exposing ourselves to people who are different than we are. And it's just such an important, just such an important thing to keep focus on today and what it is that we can do to show somebody that they're important. You know, would, would people say that I loved them hard? Would people say... Or would they say that I was too hard on them? You know, there's got to be that balance of I love you enough to give you some tough love, but it can't always be tough. It's It's got to be a place where they feel the love. So the tough stuff is just growing pains. It's just growth. And we get through it to the other side together. Now, there's people in our lives for different seasons But the more that we can do to love somebody hard, (laughs) you know, that what a great compliment to say that, you know, he always made somebody feel like they mattered to him and that they were the most important person to them. What a compliment to say that he loved people so hard and that people knew that he loved them and they felt like he wanted to be with them and he wanted to spend time with them. They never felt like it was a bother. And to also be able to say that with, you know, life is complicated for all of us and all of us have these moments where we have a black hat on. We're not perfect and we never will be. And so to love somebody through their complications That goes both ways. I can't expect somebody to love me and all my complications if I don't love them through all of their complications. You know, I think about my nephew and he was such an amazing kid. I mean, I knew that kid for since he's been six, five or six years old. And he's always been a fun kid. He's just, um, he's so funny. He's always... Uh, pranking and telling jokes. And, you know, I, I know he would always call my husband and, you know, 
um, joke on him. And he, he just always had jokes and he always, uh, was so loving towards me. And, you know, after he passed, I was going through his Facebook page and I was going through a couple comments. Oh, I'm gonna get choked up. But, um, I was going through a couple comments on my Facebook page and his Facebook page. And he was just, um, trying to put the, um, just such a positive vibe out here in the world, you know, reminding people that God loves them even through their complications and that, um, he trusts in God and he knows God. And, you know, he had his own complications in his life, but he was a great kid. Um, and it certainly didn't deserve what he got. Um, so that's been something that's been just such a tough thing, but to know that he impacted in his funeral, my God, it was so packed. It was, it packed the church and it was packed all the way outside of the church and into the streets. And, uh, you could just tell there were, you know, probably thousands of comments on his Facebook page, um, about what a good guy he was and that he'd give a shirt off of his back to somebody. And, um, you know, that came with uh, other complications in his life. So the point is, is that none of us are in a place where we don't have our own complications and downfalls and mistakes that we've made, but that the, you know, our job still is to just love each other and make each other um, understand that we're important to each other and that we matter and that everything that we do and say matters to somebody else. And you just never know when one word or one phone call or one text or, you know, one conversation could mean the world to someone else. So I just loved the way that he talked through the fact that you can leave such a legacy of love and of service and of value to other to others, even though you're all, you're also filled with complications. Your life is filled with complications. So the questions I think that this prompts me to just again, this is reiterating so much that I have my heart and my soul and my spirit has been so focused on what do I want to do so that you know, when the end of my life comes, the people that were closely connected to me can say that they felt loved by me. I mean, that's what we're here to do is to love people. God is love. Jesus is love. And that's what he asks us to do is love ourselves and love our neighbors. And so if somebody can't say that about me at the end of my life, then i I don't feel like I've fulfilled what it is I'm on earth to do, which is show people that I love them. And I think sometimes there's some confusion when you hear somebody say, you know, or they love Jesus or they're a Christian, um, that they, they may attach some definitions or some hurt that they've had by Christians. But that's no different than attaching a generalization to some other title that you're giving somebody. To me, what a Christian is, is that, yes, I believe in Jesus. And yes, I believe he died on the cross for my sins. And that if I believe and accept him in my heart, I will go to heaven and be able to spend eternity with God. Yes, I believe those things. 
And I believe that he's asking me to love people despite the complications. I like how he said that, the complications. No life, no person comes without complications. So yes to love people. I just say, yes, I love people. No matter whether I agree or disagree with you, I still love you. And that's I think one of the most important things, and if at the end of my life, somebody can say, yes, I believe she loved me, then that's what's important. And that's exactly what everyone was saying about this guy, um, was that he made people feel that he loved them. And he was honest and he was open uh, he told the truth, and sometimes the truth was hard to hear, but he still did that in love. And he provided service and value to other people. So I think when we put ourselves in that perspective and think about, you know, God, God forbid, if something happened today, what would people say about me? And if we lived our lives that way and we intentionally made sure that we made people in our lives today, whether we're directly or indirectly connected to these people, that they were loved and that they mattered and that their life mattered, then that's a great thing to say about somebody at the end of their life. Would they remember me for being a lover? Would they remember me for being critical? Would they remember me for being too animated and, and yelling too much when I get too passionate about something? Or would they remember that I love them? And in that respect, what is it that you have to do on a daily basis with the people that are in your circles to ensure that the answer would be, yes, she loved me? Yes, she loved me. And yes, she had complications, but the love mattered more than the complications. That's the key, I think, is that all of us are going to have complications throughout our lives and things that don't go the way that they should have. And we're going to have poor outcomes and poor interactions and hurt some people along the way. But does the love and the value and the service that my life means to others outweigh the complications? What would that mean for our daily actions? How much more kindness would we put out into the world? It's just something to think about. And again, in this season where I've just been so impacted by some pretty serious loss and just so heartbroken by those people who are close to me, that experience the loss firsthand um, and just wanting that peace to overwhelm them, the peace that surpasses all understanding, the whatever good can come out of that trauma, just praying for that. It's just so important that we figure those things out now before it's too late. And that's part of the intentional actions we can take to create that love in our in our whole life, in all areas of our life, with all the people that are important to us in our life, the legacy that we're leaving. So that's my challenge, I think, 
for myself. And if you want to join in that challenge, it would be to think about what would people say about you and what do you want them to say about you? Because we still have time. As long as we're breathing, we still have time to make an impact in our world in a way that we can feel good about paying it forward, doing things because it's the right thing to do with integrity and just loving people hard. Thanks for listening today, guys. And before we go, actually, I want to just pray. Uh, I want to pray for all those that are close to me who have lost a loved one. I just want to pray for a peace that surpasses all understanding. I want to pray for a kind of comfort that you can only get as you rest in the in in the trust of God. The Bible says that he works all things out for our good and sometimes we cannot see it, we don't feel it. But if we believe that that's the truth, then we can continue to just ask him to help us. So I ask God to just help those who are still hurting and maybe that hurt never goes away, but that hurt is filled with the peace that can surpass all understanding beyond what we can ever even fathom or even start to understand because that's what he says he'll do. He will be there with us. He'll be present with us. He walks with us through everything. And even when we don't understand and we are angry or we are resentful or we are upset to understand that as long as we have breath and we continue, then we have an opportunity to take advantage of the time that he has given us in a way that can impact others. So I just pray for that peace and that rest in the Lord when we don't know what he's doing or why something's happened, especially when it's such a traumatic uh, thing as losing someone so close. So thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you for being a good father that, that gives us grace and mercy and forgiveness. And I just thank you that you redeem the lost. You redeem the hard stuff and uh, you lead us into, into salvation. In Jesus' name, amen.